0: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for Save News TV, what's going on in Israel. Today, we have a special guest, and it is Canada, and she has written the book Preparedness Peace. It's important for you all to be prepared. Um, in North Carolina, you know, we have, in the United States, we have a lot of natural disasters and sometimes we overlook how to prepare for that, and also the things that's going on in this world is critical to be prepared for that. Now, today, I have a special treat. Callie is going to do this interview because she is good friends with, this, with the author, and it is going to be absolutely wonderful. So, everybody, just hold tight and stay
1: well, hey! I'm so excited just to introduce all of our viewers to my dear friend Canada Bolin. Um, you know, this is what's going on in Israel, and we're gonna take a break from current events. And part of what's going on in Israel is that we have a really dynamic community of believers here, and Canada is one such part of that community. Um, I just love her so much. She brings so much hope and prophetic encouragement and adventure to the body of messiah here and she has a really special gift for prepping and preparedness and crisis response um and so i think you're all going to be tremendously blessed by the wisdom that she has to share both from a spiritual perspective and a practical perspective so kenneda welcome to our show thank you so much for being here i'm so excited to share you with my um with my friends and family in North Carolina (laughs) um and for just everyone and you know we're bigger than just North Carolina but that's where we're from but you know I'm just excited to introduce you to everyone so
2: welcome to our show (laughs) thank you like I said I'm I'm honored to be here with you I'm I'm, I'm honored to be your friend and Mm -hmm. I just I'm so thankful for your voice I'm thankful for what you and AZ do and proclaim and I'm very thankful to be your friend So thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. So um, could you just start out by telling us a little bit about your work in um, preparedness and crisis response, how you got into this and what you're doing?
2: Sure. So today we're talking specifically about Preparedness Peace, which is a book that we wrote that prepares homes and families for basic low-level disasters and but it has an amazing story about how we got into it it's actually been something that the lord's been working in my life for over 15 almost 20 years and so it's um i would say growing up even in like small crisis situations with friends or their parents i always just knew what to do and um I was always interested in medical my first year of college. I was like, I'm going to go pre-med. And I didn't. But I mean, I did it (laughs) first semester. But anyways, and I've always been an adventurer. And all of these things prepared me for the work that God had called me to. Um, One key experience, though, in 2004, I was standing on the shore of Thailand, southern Thailand, when the Indian Ocean tsunami occurred. Like literally standing on the shore, watching the wave come in. Mm -hmm. And there's so many details about that story. Like there's five key decisions that had they been different, there's a good chance that we would have died. But the Lord's hand was on it and he allowed us to experience it. Mm -hmm. And yet not one drop of water got on any of us. And so we watch this wave coming in. We turn to run. And just at that moment, our private taxi shows up. We hop in the van. We drive off. And immediately the Lord says, Isaiah 43 and Isaiah 55. And these are verses that have marked my life. They've become life verses for me. And I just want to read some of those specifically because I feel like it's also a promise to us, to all of us. And um, I want to read that. As you know, Isaiah 43 talks about, he says, I'm sorry, it's coming up. I'll just
1: turn there, my word, you.
2: He says, Isaiah 43, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And jump down to verse five. It says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. And in that moment, reading that scripture, as we drove away from the situation, at the time, we had no idea how severe the whole situation was. But it ministered to my heart. And. What's also very interesting is now, I mean, if you continue reading that passage, it's all about the next section is about Aliyah, which is this is what we are involved with here in Jerusalem. And, you know, it's just amazing how this is in 2004 and the Lord knew the plans he had for us. At the time, that was enough. That was my life verse. This is a huge promise. I am with you, do not be afraid. In all these situations, I am with you but he continues to unfold that life verse in mine. And now it is such an intimate part of our work with Aliyah and his promises to bring back the Jewish people to their land. So, you know, God is so many layers of amazing and intimate. And so that has continued to be an encouragement in my life. And then also Isaiah 55. These are the two scriptures that he spoke literally right as we were driving away. You and in the taxi during the tsunami. And this is what God is speaking to you. Yes. Right. So I opened it up. I opened it up then and read it. <laughs> and, it's and, and so actually Isaiah 55 has written on my heart. Um, it's such a revelation of who God is in crisis. And I think it's so important to the work that he's called me to, but also an encouragement to the whole body because he says, um, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Mm-hmm. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what could never satisfy? Listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare." And he goes on. And so in the context of crisis, this is the first question. Everyone's looking, everyone's saying, you know, like, where is God? Mm-hmm. And so he says, turn to me, come to me. It's an invitation to encounter. I believe personally that every crisis that we come to, whether it's a personal crisis or whether it's a national crisis, it is an invitation to encounter God because in that place of need, he will reveal himself. Mm-hmm. He, he's present. He is with us. He never leaves us. And so if we will turn to him, he will reveal himself. And so it goes on, uh, verse six, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call Mm -hmm. on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. Mm -hmm. Verse eight, you know, crisis is a situation that no one can understand why it happens. But he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, Mm -hmm. neither are your ways my ways declared the Lord. But as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, Mm -hmm. my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without first watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which it was sent." And I just feel like this revelation of God that we gain during crisis, during this intense time of need, As he reveals himself to us, Mm -hmm. this is seed for the sower and bread for the eater. The testimony that we then have to share. Like I have a knowledge of God. When my dad died when I was young, the Lord revealed himself as my father. Mm -hmm. And I have such a strong grip on who he is as father that I can stand on it, that I can rest in that, that I know his heart for me as a father. And that's something I also can give away. That I can. And so Right. So while this was a terrible crisis in my life, I also have, I feel like that seed for the sower and bread for the eater and that it buds and flourishes this revelation of who he is. So um, it finishes with, you will go out in joy and be led forth in hills. I'm sorry, and be led forth in peace. Mm -hmm. This will be for the Lord's renown an everlasting sign that will endure forever. You know, when he reveals himself and this testimony that we have, it's ours to keep and it it endures. And so I feel like this is my lens for crisis. Like when hard things happen, it's this amazing, Perspective to view crisis, knowing that God's going to show up, that He's going to reveal Himself, that inherent in this struggle is a revelation of God, and so it's always worth it. In yeah, the that's end a powerful thing. Um, yeah. It's like Romans eight twenty
1: eight. You know, He works all things to the good of those who are called according to His purpose. So if you're going through a crisis, then you have an opportunity to know God more intimately, and for that to be worked to
2: to your good. Oh, so it's just really amazing. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is like a key, a key pillar in my understanding of who God is and his desire to encounter us in crisis and a lens to see it. Um, and even for us now, I feel like one of the most important things that we can do to prepare is to have an intimate relationship with God, to know who he is, to know his heart, to know who he says we are. You know, we were created. He He chose us to live on this time of the earth. And right. he, he has good plans for us. He has joy for us, even in the hard things. And as we really fix our eyes on him, we get to see him and we won't be moved and we'll walk in the fullness of what we were created for. And this gives abundant life. Mm-hmm. So this would be my A1 preparedness uh, piece of advice today is... To pursue him and allow him to reveal himself and show us who we are and just get oil. Yeah. And just have that perfect peace that comes from knowing
1: him no matter what's going around. Right. What's going on around you. So, now how did this experience that you had with the tsunami end up taking you to Haiti?
2: What happened there? So, there are many years in between. I taught (laughs) middle school um, for a long time and loved it. I did an outdoor ministry. Um, for a while. But then I had really dear friends who began an organization, an NGO. And so they invited me into it. And I was director of training for this organization for a number of years. And that ultimately took me to Haiti. In 2010, when the earthquake happened in Haiti, I deployed with a small team with our organization. And I ended up meeting my husband there. (laughs) Right. <laughs> is awesome. There's a gift to being in the right place at the right time, and um, so this is how I got into disaster relief. Was is actually an invitation by really dear friends, and then um, after I met Justin and after the deployment was over. Uh, We decided to get married, actually. So we met in January, got married in June, and then the Lord had me lay everything down after that. And this is how Preparedness Peace arrived eventually.
1: Okay. That's great. Um, So can you tell us just a little bit about the structure of the Preparedness Peace book and
2: how it works and how it might be helpful for our audience? Sure. Sure. So I actually was doing some consulting with an organization and they have this amazing organization, but the two things missing were um, relationship within this huge organization and personal preparedness. And so this is actually how Preparedness Peace was born, was just meeting this need for another organization. And it became a book and a business because God's Mm -hmm. always doing more than we know. But um, the essence of Preparedness Peace is relationship. It's built on relationship with God, relationship with others, and then practically accomplishing preparedness because preparedness is simple, but it's not easy and and it takes time and focus. And so while we might talk about wanting to store water or getting more food to be prepared, actually doing it, you know, sometimes falls low on the list. So preparedness piece is structured so that it's best done with a small group. Um, so there's six sessions and they each cover the key pillars of what um, the key pillars of preparedness. So um, the book is established to just get you the basic foundations for any basic disaster. And then from there, you can build on the amount of water you want to have prepared well, the amount
1: of food. food. I'm we're sorry
2: what are the six pillars? Okay, so the six pillars are, the first one is why me, why prepare? Like this is the first session in the book. And I think everybody has a good motivation at this point and good reasons why we should be preparing. If you watch the news or social media, this is a good reason why to prepare. The second session is on teamwork and power of a plan. Because actually, I just got a text from a friend who lives in Germany and she was saying, you know, they're they're considering that the unvaccinated will not be able to go to grocery stores. So a basic first level of preparedness is having relationships, is having good community. If you if you know and have neighbors, if you have good relationships, if you have strong community, that's that's the baseline of of security, of support, of basic things that you would need in a crisis you must have good community and good relationships You're very
1: hard. Meet, meet one another's needs so right. if, if one person isn't allowed to go to the grocery store maybe somebody else in their community has a way in right um, or another means of getting food to them or something so yeah that's totally. sense.
2: right so relationship is a huge asset um and then power of a plan. Just having a plan, you know, if the power is out. I could talk forever on these subjects and I don't want to take up too much time, but having a plan, um, even a basic plan, like if you've missed your key, if you um you like having a heidi key plan, if all the power is out and the phones are down, where are you gonna meet in an emergency? Very basic plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's session two is community relationships, power of a plan. Um, oh, one more thing on documentation. In the world of smartphones, um, not many people know other people's phone numbers or important banking information right. wow. or you know, it's really very important that we have a hard copy, at least, of contact information, essential information that we might need if we can't access our phones or computers. So what is that key information? And making a hard copy of it is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, The next pillar is food and water. Yes. We have a rule of threes that we talk about in the disaster world. You can survive three minutes without air, three days without water, and three weeks without food. So water and food is a key pillar of your preparedness um, situation. And dehydration, as we know, can cause fatigue, headaches, dizziness, joint eight, joint aches and mood swings. And to layer all that on top of a disaster is no fun. So hydration and staying healthy and hydrated is very important. So it's suggested that you store one gallon of water per day, per person, just for drinking. That's a lot of water. It adds up. Water weighs eight pounds per gallon. It takes up a lot of space. So online, there's creative ways to store. You know, the corner of cabinets. You can refill pop bottles. You could refill any type of bottle except for dairy. Mm-hmm. Once it, you've drank it, wash it out. You could fill it up and just stash it so that you can have increase your water storage. Um, if there, you need to have a way to purify water, if that's necessary. Um, for a gallon of water, they suggest eight gallons of bleach. There are other solutions. You can use iodine, but bleach is a very cheap, I mean, I don't, I personally wouldn't like to use that for my family. We have a Berkey water filter for anything at home. We would pour through the Berkey. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's important to have a way to purify water and to have water. So it's a very important consideration in in, um, planning. Any questions yeah. about water? Sorry, I'm we talking. Also, we
1: also have a Berkey and really love that. Um, I've seen also like smaller water, fu- water purifying um, or filtration devices that people could use even from like rivers. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, so maybe having some of those type devices on hand would be helpful too.
2: Right, because especially in a longer term crisis, knowing where the water sources are around you and how you mm-hmm. could get more water is very important. Yeah. And purifying okay. it.
1: Um, and so, how, can you just repeat again how much bleach
2: was needed? Sure. So, if you have one gallon of water, you need eight drops of bleach. Eight drops.
1: Okay. And then I would
2: wait like half an hour before you drink it.
1: Okay. So, in our prepper pantries, we should keep bleach basically or iodine.
2: Or iodine. Yes.
1: So, iodine will do something similar?
2: Yes. Okay. I'm just taking notes myself. (laughs) Well, we will put some lists up online and um, for you guys to have. Okay. So I know food is a hot topic as well.
1: Yes. Food is a huge topic, especially with where we are in the world right now and a lot of the ports closing um, and having the supply chain issues and also the uh, gas prices increasing and that causing groceries. Grocery prices to, to spike. I've seen a lot of anxiety about this issue um, just on social media. Uh, yeah. So I think this is huge right now. So what do you have to tell us about food? What do you recommend here?
2: So number one, store what you eat. Okay. Eat what you store. Because if you're storing up loads of oats, but nobody in your family likes oatmeal, this is not a very good solution, you know? So a1, store what you eat and eat what you store. Um, also, I do have a friend in America. Actually, her and her husband did the video with us for preparedness piece. Um, I was speaking with her the other day. And her advice that she says she's telling everyone is if you have savings to go now in whatever you might need in three months or six months, if you have the ability to go and buy it now, just because of projected inflation and all those other things. So these are not just food items, but like feminine products and baby products and medicines, like yeah, these first. types of things. Right. Um, so this
1: is what, she's a believer. So this is what the wisdom that the Lord is speaking into her heart right now is, is if you have extra money on hand, that a good use for that right now would be to make that investment in things that you're using.
2: Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, moving beyond that, the type of food that you store depend- depends on the type of crisis you're preparing for. So if it's okay. just like a three-day power outage, you know, you probably have enough food in your pantry
1: mm-hmm.
2: to handle yeah, that. To it. But if you're looking at more of a three-week type situation, like a long power outage or civil unrest or different things, you would look more into bulk foods, um, things that store really well. So canned foods, white rice, um, peanut butter, honey. Honey has like indefinite shelf life. It's antifungal, it's antibacterial. Raw honey is a really great um, thing to store, but you wanna focus on long shelf life. You want to be sure that you're still getting healthy foods if possible. And especially in a longer crisis, the benefit of having canned foods is that it has water in it. You don't have to use your water to hydrate things. Um, that's crackers. really fascinating, just
1: to think like you could cook your rice in in the water that's in your can of beans. Exactly. Right? right. Yes. Yeah, that's really um, resourceful. I hadn't thought about that until you said it.
2: Right. Um, tuna, things with protein fruits, vegetables. Um, if you're looking at a three month sort of situation, supply chain issues, food shortages, you're looking more into bulk staple foods. Um, I recommend uh, Thrive Life. We'll we'll put a link up for this Thrive Foods, but they actually are really tasty. My kids love to eat like the free, freeze dried blueberries as snacks or strawberries. They're really tasty food, which sometimes you can buy a huge can- you know, gallon bucket of some pre-made dry freeze- freeze-dried food and it's not that tasty. We've had this experience, mm-hmm. but I highly recommend um, Thrive. Uh, you can see that link somewhere on here soon. Um, and you also will have greater water needs at that point. Mm-hmm. People on a budget. I would say if you can to just pick up an extra can each time you go to the store, not, you know, for those of you who don't have the ability to go out and buy another month's worth of food today, each time you go to the store, pick up an extra box of diapers. That's like an investment, but, you know, just little by little, if you can pick up extra peanut butter, the things that you you enjoy.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to do that because... I mean, we don't have like a tremendous budget for extras here. (laughs) Um, So I just every time we go, every time I shop, I try to get an extra canned item that we can put in our in our pantry um, or a bottle of water that I can bring back with me. Um, Something just something extra that, you know, just to continue to build it over time slowly. And that Mm -hmm. seems to have been working so far. Um, But that is one of the areas where I start to feel personally overwhelmed with this whole thing where I'm just like, I'm looking at, I'm thinking like how much food we actually eat. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to ever wrap my mind around planning for this? You know, in the case that we had a real emergency, um, it can start to feel really overwhelming. Um, Is there a way that maybe you could break it down even like um, so that it's smaller steps to getting there?
2: Right. I think that buying one thing at a time when you go to the store and just being mindful, having a running list. But the bottom line is, is we're not going to be able to prepare for every situation and every eventuality and every single thing that might happen. And really, I feel like this is where we need to really listen to the Lord, because if we're seeking him and we're praying, you know, maybe you have tons of water or access to water and purification And I actually happen to have a huge connection with diapers. Like Mm -hmm. if we're working together in community, using the strengths that the Lord's given us and just obeying what he says. I actually have a friend and she went through my book. She did the preparedness piece course. And she said, Canada, she said, every time I pray about it, the Lord says, trust me. Mm -hmm. And you know what he told her to do? He told her to train her body. And so this is what she's doing to train physically her herself and other she's training other women. And so she's doing what the Lord said and she's going to yeah. trust Him for the rest. So I feel like the key part and really what our desire was with preparedness, peace with every um, chapter or every pillar of preparedness, it's it's coupled with scripture. And so there's biblical focus and there's the practical focus because if we can all start talking to the Lord about what we need to do for our homes and families, then he'll lead us. There's no way that we prepare enough for everything.
1: So like, I know in your book, you have one section on Joseph, who was a prepper in one sense. And then you have another section on Noah, who was also a prepper, but the instructions that God gave both of these men was very different because of the type of crisis that they were going to be in. Um, Right. And so there's a real prophetic dimension to this where when we get before the Lord and we say, OK, God, you know, we know what your word says about pestilence and about famines and all these things coming down the pipe. How do you want me specifically to prepare? And, yeah. And that's a huge emphasis, I think, that comes from from your teaching in preparedness piece, which is really amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but maybe, like, let's get back to food, though, because I still have a lot of questions okay. like this. <laughs> I just right. this is an area where I'm personally trying to get more ready, too. Um, right. So you talked about um, having um, a three-month bulk supply, like with Thrive Life, for example. So that would be the foods that maybe um, have, like, a 25-year shelf life, Right,
2: right. Right. And even with um, freeze dried foods, some are five years, some are 10, some are 25. It just depends what it is. You're buying. Okay. Right. Um,
1: so, um, if you're doing this on your own, you know, because one of the concerns that I have just thinking about it financially is I don't want to put a lot of money into food prep and then get to an emergency and open my bag of rice and it be infested with bugs. Okay. So, what do you do about that? How do you? How do you store your food so that it does maintain its shelf life?
2: Right. So a key thing is to make sure and rotate it like we do. We buy big bags of rice. But once we're running low, we use what's in our storage. Mm-hmm. We we constantly use it and because we're storing what we eat. And so okay. when I pull something out, I try and make sure that I replace it I see. in the storage. Right. Okay. So, so that's, that's a key way that you can stay on top of it. But otherwise there are, you would just, you can look it up. You can store it in five gallon buckets with the sealed lids you can put oxygen absorbers in there and there's special bags that you can put the food in. Um, but if you're, we're still on a simple level, uh, at this point in America, we have all the things we could possibly dream of, but here we just store what we eat and try to cycle through it to make sure it's fresh. Okay.
1: So that's what you mean by like storage you eat and eat what you store. So you're, you're using what you have. Um, Right. Okay. So that's a little bit complicated too. Like I don't eat a whole lot of canned goods. I have them in store. Like I have them stored, but we choose to use a lot of fresh um, vegetables. And so, um, What do you do about that? Is that something where you just stay on top of the expiration dates and maybe give them away before they expire or still try to do them in some other capacity?
2: Right. And I think, you know, in preparing, our heart is not that we're just preparing for us to like save ourselves, like SOS, you know, we really are preparing because maybe some people aren't like the Lord didn't tell too many other people than Joseph and Pharaoh to prepare. Right. And so it's not everyone's job. Not everyone is called to that. They have other things that they're doing. And so if the Lord's speaking to us about it, that's the next question is how much and who for, and you know, with the heart to serve and share with others. And so as my canned foods expired, I often do give them away because similarly, you know, we don't eat a lot of canned foods. But the heart in it is to bless others in the first place. So when they expire, we still get to do that. Yeah. Even though you have to replace them, you know.
1: Yeah. You're still able to bless someone with it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Okay. So is there anything else major about food that you wanted to share there?
2: Let's see. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people are hearing just plant food, like grow food. There's so many innovative ways now. I've even heard of. Um, hydroponics, indoor hydroponics that are small and cute, um, or microgreens and different things that you can actually grow inside or even in your planters on the window. Again, just the foods that you eat and that's, you know, and then you can build from there. But I think planting food is a great idea.
1: Great. Oh, we did have another question come in. What systems can you use to store, freeze, freeze dry dehydration?
2: So uh we actually got a food dehydrator given to us this year, which we're excited wow. to experiment with and see how that works. So dehydrating foods, um like making jerky and fruit mm-hmm. roll-ups and different things. If you have the dehydrator or if you have, I guess you can also buy fancy like freeze-dried ones if you mm-hmm. have the ability. And then um Yeah, just drying foods is another way. So you can look it up online. There's lots of fancy devices. I'm not sure here in Israel where to do that or honestly in America, sort of out of touch for resources specifically about that. But I'm sure if you Googled um, dehydrators and also canning, learning to can, it's kind Mm -hmm. of a lost art, which is a a shame. Um, Canning would be a great idea if you have surplus from what you're growing or your friends have surplus um, canning is a great idea.
1: Yeah. And I'm just thinking back to when you, your chapter about um, teamwork. Um, This is also a great way to engage community because like you have a dehydrator. So maybe I should bring some things over to your house and we should have a dehydration party. Totally. (laughs) Um, And then I have some other friends who are really good at canning. Um, Nice. So to have friends who are canning, teach others how to can. And if, and if any of you in our viewing audience is good at these things, then host a session where you teach people how to do it. Um, but totally. yeah, it seems like it just totally ties back into how the community aspect of this falls into place. Right. In we share these gifts with one another and this knowledge base with one another. We don't all have to be experts at dehydration, but totally. if you exactly. are the mechanics to do it, then let's get together and dehydrate.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. And a lot of
1: times... <laughs> This is
2: such a good idea. And it's always more fun to do it together with other people.
1: Yeah, it's so
2: fun. (laughs) And so this also is one of the benefits of Preparedness Peace because it's made to do in a small group. And just like this, people have amazing ideas and they have strengths and abilities and resources. And so when you come together, it becomes this journey that you're on and you actually accomplish preparedness and getting things done. A lot of people who go through Preparedness Peace don't stop at week six they keep going and they do a canning session or they do hydroponics or they you know like there's solar energy there's lots of things to pursue and based on what the community carries and what they're called to they just keep building so it's really awesome
1: yeah that's great well these are really helpful tips about the food um so do you want to is there anything else about food or did you want to move on to chapter four
2: You know, at Walmart, Sam's and Costco, you can also buy bigger bulk items Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you should also research if you, we actually had a big activity at our previous congregation. We got together and we all brought whatever we wanted to put inside, but five and 10 gallon buckets. And we had Mm -hmm. the sealer, the thing that removes all the oxygen, the oxygen, like and we all just did it together we wow so it's really fun but it just just takes ordering the right supplies
1: mm-hmm. and then, well, this so would be so a really amazing thing for some church leadership to get on people you know if someone in your church community has a real vision for this to use the church facility as a place to do this together and to help one another accomplish some goals here in preparedness yeah i think that would be great even the church itself could be a storehouse. yes mm-hmm with all the space churches have, that would be an amazing use of space there. So maybe some pastors out there will get inspired if they're watching us. (laughs) Yes.
2: Actually the congregation where we come from in Texas, this is what they did. They have food stored for their whole neighborhood just for a few days. But this was their desire was that in the time of crisis, they could open up and just serve people. Mm -hmm. So it's stored all behind. Well, I won't tell you where, but anyways, (laughs) <laughs> that's great okay any other questions
1: about food I think I'm good right now if something comes up I'll, I might swing back at the end
2: but okay I think one other thing that we really need to talk about along the lines of food is is special needs so if you have medicines um, we need to think forward about that I know a lot of, of the heavier medicines are, are governed heav- heavily mm-hmm. but Even in talking to your doctor, how could I get one more month? If it's possible, you know, just thinking about meds and in a situation where things are less available. If you have a person who's on oxygen, if there's a power outage, if there's, you know, what is your backup plan to help with electric scooters and these types of things that require electricity? Um, Like we said before diapers, feminine products, pets. If you have pets, you you need to Let your prepare they need as well. Yeah. Okay. So session four is called Power Alley, and it deals with all things um, energy related. So thinking about lighting, like each mm-hmm. one of our kids have a rechargeable flashlight that mm-hmm. hangs on their door, and so everyone knows where that is. If they need a light, they know where to find it, and it's ready Um, Also warmth with the winter months coming up, Mm -hmm. how either extra blankets, um, lighting, how will you stay warm? There are lots of strategies online about how to do that, even in a large space, making it smaller, all staying together. But this is worth researching ahead of time and having a plan um, of how to stay warm.
1: Yeah, on that, um, when because Kennedy did this teaching for us at, at a mom's group I'm part of several years ago. And she really did encourage us to go before the Lord and ask him specific questions about how to prepare. And at one point I was doing this and I asked the Lord, what, what do I need to do to make my home more ready? And I heard from him, pray that your flight doesn't happen in winter. And so it was that passage that came up from God's word. I think it's Matthew 24, right? Um, and I knew immediately what he was saying there was that we need to be ready in case something happened in winter. So I got online and I found the little emergency blankets that are in small packets about this size. And I think it come, I think they came six at a time. So I bought several sets of those and I have a few more on my um, gift registration for grandparents. <laughs> um, so we keep some in the car. So there's one blanket for every person in the family in the car. if There's an emergency in the winter. Um, and then I have them in our emergency supply bin that I put together um, but that was one way that your teaching specifically impacted my readiness. Is that you know I heard that from the Lord, and then I got these little blankets. So that was good. Wow. Yeah.
2: That is awesome.
1: And way to follow
2: through. This is the yeah, key. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, you should think of charging things. If you're if you rely on your cell phone and your computer, you need to be have a way to charge it. Um, like
1: batteries.
2: Sure, there are solar chargers now that could store to a battery or even just those backup batteries that give a couple or 10 charges to your phones or something. But yes, having a way to charge things. Um, Fire safety is really important. When the power's out, a lot of people turn to candles or lanterns. So having a extinguisher, super important. Fire safety is really something to consider if you're using any type of fire. Also with cooking. You know, some people have only electric stoves, so you need to have a plan to cook your food or a heat source to cook your food. Which also involves um, fire safety. And the last thing is entertainment. Um, We have children who are different levels of dependence upon screens and other devices that are electronic. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) even if you need to go to the shelter for a few hours, we have things with entertainment, we have, you know, crossword puzzles and books and puzzles. And so just things that the kids can do, have a good time while you're sheltering in place or while you're waiting. Yeah. Um, The fifth session is called safe home or grab and go bags. So it's again, equipping people to shelter in place, which this year has been a year of much more of that. Um, But it talks about your food capacity. If you're storing food for your family and you say, wow, I have one month of food storage. This is this is substantial. But let's say your um, mom and dad come over and then also, well, the neighbors, your close friends who you're so close with, they know that you've been preparing. So they actually come to your house and they want to stay during this crisis. Well, your food storage just got cut by 75 percent. Feeding these other people. So what you thought was a month, which was really comforting is now, you know, eight, 10 days max. And yeah. so you really have to have a plan and have boundaries and know what you're planning for. So this is what we talk about. Sanitation is important. Self care is important. First aid training. If anyone has any desire to learn first aid at any level or be cert trained, um, community emergency response trainings. All these things are such a blessing for disaster times. So, mm-hmm. um, and lastly, chapter six is on security. Okay. And the bottom line is Psalm ninety one. And, um, you know, he's our true security. Mm -hmm. There's many other facts that we talk about in there, but the bottom line is he is our security and the place of where our peace comes from. And we have to lean hard on him.
1: Yeah, amen. Now, all of this has been really helpful for me personally, um, just given our circumstances here in Israel, where we are in times of conflict with Gaza, for example. During the last conflict that we had, I took, so I I created a bin um, on Canada's website. She has what she calls um, a grab and go bag. And with, she has a list of items that you should put in your grab and go bag. So I created a bin um, because it was just easier for our, the storage space that we had, it was easier to make it a bin. And I put all the contents that you suggested from the grab and go bag into the bin. And then when our, (laughs) when, when We were having the sirens and needing to go down to our shelter, our mamad. I took our entire bin down to the mamad and I changed it up a little bit because of the specifics of the conflict we were in. So I put some extra clothes for the children um, in the case that we ran during somebody's bath or something. (laughs) Um, I filled it with more snacks, but there was a piece that it gave me just knowing that, that I had food and clothing and entertainment and lighting um, and emergency documents down in our shelter in the case that we had to stay there for an extended time, there's an ease that it brought to my spirit where I was just like, okay, we've got what we need down there. So if we have to run when we arrive, we're going to be met with with, um, comfort basically. Um, Yeah. And the kids actually during that time they liked going down to the MAMAD and going through it and seeing what goodies were in there. (laughs) It was really nice. Um, But other things that I put in there, like there was a can opener that I put in um, because I had some canned food. I had some granola bars, you know, just things we could snack on. Um, I think you mentioned like a coil, like a led lighting coil that we talked about one time at that mom's meeting. I asked you about that because Okay, y'all. So Canada, at this mom's meeting, she said, we should just pray and really ask the Lord to speak to us about the list. And when she said that, I read the list and there were certain items that jumped out at me, like as if they were suddenly bold faced. It was Mm -hmm. that strong. I mean, there's that much of an anointing on the material that she gave Mm -hmm. and the teaching that she provided. And one of them was the coil, the led coil. And so I asked Mm -hmm. in that meeting, I said, well, what would you do with this? And and Kennedy says you could if there is a sinkhole, you could wrap it around the sinkhole. You could put that coil in a stairwell like you had all these uses. Mm-hmm. And I'll say we have used that that LED coil more than anything else that I've purchased. <laughs> <laughs> we is- found so many uses for it, like when the lights have gone out, when we went camping, um all sorts of uses for that coil and it gives off so much light, but there was really, there's really something prophetic about this entire process. That's just really intriguing to me. And it it really encourages me to keep doing it. And because I just see God's hand in how, how he works it out and how he's able to speak to us as individuals about what we need to gather. It's really amazing. (laughs) So I just say that just to testify that this is something that really has blessed me personally. Um, which is why I wanted Kennedy to come on today and, and to share the wisdom that she has with all of us,
2: because I think it's it something all as well. <laughs> that's awesome! Because those lists—I mean, that's such an awesome testimony to hear. Thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, um, yes.
2: the lists are the lists are exhaustive. You—if mm-hmm. you put all that stuff in a bag, you would never be able to carry it. And the yeah. fact that you put it in something that you can carry is brilliant. You could use a rolling suitcase or a rolling duffel. Whatever works for you. And actually doing practice runs with this thing that you've prepared is really important. We have several different lists, like the home emergency supply list, the grab-and-go bag, the car emergency kit. Mm -hmm. And you just need to focus on the things that are important to you. I think they're actually all in the list. We made a, on our website, we created a, like, a promo code for Saved News, so you could get a discount on the book. But there's also a saved there should be a saved news um like document file and if it's not that you can just click individually on all the free resources that are there but um the lists are really helpful and i do it is our prayer above all that the lord that this would be a a conversation and a dialogue with Mm -hmm. the lord about specific needs for your family
1: Yeah. And something that's ongoing. I I, every August, I don't know why I chose August, (laughs) but every August I go through it again and I just kind of update and see what we need. Um, You know, maybe it's because it's the beginning of the school year, but I just Mm -hmm. go through and I'm like, okay, what do we need to add? What do we need to replace? You know, I try to make sure we have batteries that are still in good shape and Mm -hmm. um, three different ways to light a fire. And, (laughs) you know, just look through it and think about it and, and see what what we need. Um, but also about the grab and go bag that one of the things about that, that I think is really great. is like when you were talking about how you have your food storage and then suddenly you have, you have extended family arrive because they need, maybe their house is flooded and they need to be with you. Um, and then your food storage is smaller. So when you have your grab and go bag, that's also a way, like if you have to escape your environment and go to somebody else's space, you have supplies that you're bringing to them to bless that environment too. Um, right. You know, I, like I, I think I've got an extra roll of toilet paper in mine. <laughs> I've got soap, deodorant, you know, all these things. So if we, I've got toothbrushes for everyone in the family in there. So if we needed to leave in a hurry, we just pick that whole thing up and we go. I don't have to worry about packing toothpaste. You know, it's there. We've got it. We're going. And right. then when we arrive at the friend's house or hotel or wherever we need to be. We're not we're not necessarily a full burden um, because we're bringing things that could contribute. So I love that concept that surrounds it as well.
2: That's so great. You did it, see this is the point, you
1: actually did it. (laughs) I'm telling you, I was totally inspired.
2: (laughs) That's so awesome and it does provide peace. So that's so good.
1: Yeah, it's really good, yeah. So this has been really wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, Is there anything else that you might want to just like close
2: it out with or um, just to wrap it up? Hmm. I'm really thankful to share. I'm thankful that you let me join you guys today. I am passionate about preparing the body and would love to, you're welcome to put my email on there. I'd be happy to dialogue with people. Even on our website, if people submit questions, it comes straight to me and I'm happy to help anyone get prepared. I actually have loads of other resources um, available for personal training for if you wanted to get your church trained and equipped, I can share those now, or I could just send them to you, AZ, whatever you prefer.
0: Please share them now because, you know, this is a record. We definitely want to, and you can also share it with us and we can put it on our website, but we want people to be able to get that now.
2: Okay. So... Obviously, I recommend preparedness piece for home and family preparedness (laughs) training Um, for church preparedness. Like if your church is interested in establishing and organizing how you would operate and serve in the context of crisis. um, Somebody Cares America is has an awesome book on. You can just work through it step by step. It's Somebody Cares America. Doug Springer. Uh, Doug Stringer is an amazing person, and he founded and leads that. Somebody Cares America. You can look it up online. If you want to get individually trained to respond as a disaster relief responder, I highly recommend Crisis Response International. It's um, cryout.com, Crisis Response International. Another amazing organization that we have great, actually the, the reason that Preparedness piece exists, it's actually C-R-I-O-U-T, Cry, um, Crisis Response. So it's C-R-I-O-U-T.com. Okay. okay. Uh, the next one is Austin Disaster Relief Network and their website is ADRN.org. Austin Disaster Relief Network. So if you have a vision for your city and you want to network all the churches, small businesses, um, these guys interface with government, they are like Austin Disaster Relief Network is a church-based network of trained responders that also interface with the government. They work hand in hand to serve in all regional disasters and even beyond, but they have something really special and they're actually training other cities to help establish this network of they're really awesome and they have trainings to equip you and resources to equip you awesome solid people founded in prayer i can't say enough um austin disaster relief network another organization is the united rescue alliance um, they're based in abilene and they have actually used preparedness piece. Also ADRN also uses preparedness Peace, but United Rescue Alliance, they also do individual training and they're actually working on a governmental level with some other nations. They have a lot of amazing things going on, but they have preparedness piece in Spanish, which is oh, really Wow. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's and good. that's Yeah. So this is just, this just happened recently. I'm not even exactly sure how it works to access it, but um, this is United Rescue Alliance. And so people can look it up and see what's the best fit for them. Of course, in every community, there's CERT training, Community Emergency Response Training, CERT. That's a really great way to get basic information. One more thing for people passionate about their own neighborhoods, it's called Map Your Neighborhood. It's a free curriculum out of uh, Washington State, Map Your Neighborhood. And you can look it up. Amazing resource helps the knowledge of, this, of the community and certain needs and resources. So these are all the things that I really love and trust and um, would highly recommend for people to get trained. and equipped oh, great so now can you just
1: remind us again how to find the um the code for the book for anyone who wants to save okay.
2: the same okay <laughs> right so if you go to the preparedness week piece website and you desire mm-hmm. to purchase a book um the preparedness workbook is for if you're going to do a group we also have like a small group kit if you're mm-hmm. interested in leading a small group or doing something like that we even have a bulk price that you can do for mm-hmm. groups But if you're just ordering a book, you can use saved news as your promo code when you're actually buying the book. And that will give you 10 percent off. Wow. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) Oh, Great. Thank you. Thank you for
0: doing that for our audience.
2: Well, I'm honored to be with you. And really, I would love to help in any way I can with people and preparedness and just walking in peace. It's, you know, we have to turn off the news and turn off the social media. And and really like what we put in is what we get out. Mm-hmm. And so we have to put the Lord A1, hearing from him first, because it helps balance everything and helps us stay rooted and grounded and peaceful, so. Yes.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I think it's awesome that the preparedness that the Lord placed in your heart to bring forth this ministry and to assist the kingdom of God in preparing uh, people for this, this is a great opportunity. And I think that your book and your course is just dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> but it is really a wonderful, <laughs> it's really a wonderful tool for the body of Christ and for anyone. Sometimes we don't think about preparing, but Even our normal, on the East Coast, you have hurricanes, you have tornadoes. These are things that are very practical to use. And I think that the way that you outline it in your book and in your course, I think every church, every organization really should um, get a course and um, teach it. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, I, I also on your website, I see a few testimonials of, of people that have used your product as far as preparing for the future, and it's awesome. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the testimonies that you've received?
2: You know, it's interesting. A number of the testimonies we sh- receive are actually about husbands and wives. You know, a lot of times husbands and wives are on different pages, and as they enter into preparedness feasts, you know, you have the intercessor and you have the practical one, and they both have a really important role in this. And it's an awesome way to communicate and build each other up and honor one another's strengths. And I've had so many testimonies from couples that are like, this was so important and actually brought them together in different ways. So that's like a really unique um, outcome of something we weren't necessarily intending.
1: <laughs> yeah, so kind of serves as a mean to bring unity into the marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's a
0: part of preparedness too, because I'm sure doing if something a crisis situation happened, it's going to be a stressful time. It's going to be stressful on the marriage. And it's good that your course bring them together and a w- unity and one mind that they, you know, if an emergency occur, that they're on the same page.
2: Right, exactly. Because a lot of these things you have to have a plan about and you mm-hmm. need to talk about it ahead of time. Like, especially, I, you know, I come from Texas, so we have guns. And so mm-hmm. it, a husband and a wife need to be on the same page of their level of security and action. Mm-hmm you know, and so there's a lot of areas of preparedness that require planning and talking about in advance. Is exactly. that another, another and I know one part? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. Now, another key testimony that we get is how when people begin that course, it actually stirs up a lot of fear because, mm. you know, some people either try to push it mm. off. We're not going to, I don't want to think about all these things. But if they press through and they continue talking to the Lord about it, and they actually do these practical things, they they receive and they walk in peace. And so it's like this this thing they have to overcome, but it's so important and so rewarding.
0: Hmm. Yes, and I know in your book you mentioned Callie asked about earlier um, the safety aspect, and you just mentioned you know firearms, and that is something that. You know, as much as we want to believe everybody loves us and, and everything is, would be peaceful, um, there might be a situation where people don't have, they run out and they're coming to get yours and you have to protect what's yours. I mean, it's a harsh reality, but um, it's something that could have happened, that could They say that when people get
2: hungry, this is the thing that pushes a lot of people to do things they never thought they would do. Wow. To see their own children going hungry. Mm. It's, it's a tipping point. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Exactly.
1: Mm.
2: And that's why it's
0: important to, uh, as you stated, pair to have not just enough for you, but also have some for someone else. Because um if someone gets hungry, you know, it's not like you work in a convenience store and and someone comes to rob you rob the and you say hey take all whatever you you know you got you know we can always get more, but if this is a crisis situation, you're not going to be so easy to just give out um, some of your supply. So if they come to get, you know, um, also, do you recommend maybe storing some of your prep items? different places
2: right yes and i've also heard of people that are preparing for other people but they won't ever serve from their home you know there's strategy and ideas and boundaries that are really important to consider also and while you're talking about it i do want to say one of the most incredible things that happens in the context of disaster is unity like to be in haiti and see all these organizations from all these different denominations coming to serve. And, you know, some of the things that divide us no longer mattered. We all linked arms and you work together. And, you know, God is still in the business of multiplying food to Mm -hmm. see what happens with people who have. This is our this is why we realize I was never into preparedness, even as director of training for disaster relief. It wasn't until seeing it firsthand and recognizing the little bit of preparedness that people had, the Lord can use and multiply in so many ways. And so, as we just walk in obedience, he can do, who knows what he can do. That's right. Exactly, yes, that multiplication, three fish, five loaves of bread. That's right. (laughs) He's still the same today.
0: Yes he is. I tell you that's one thing that I always tell people is that remember that God is always the same. Yesterday, mm-hmm. today, ever he never changes. the miracles that he that you read about in the word of God, those are the same miracles that he can do and will do today and and greater. So, um just you know, one thing that we, we've talked about a lot of things and you've also talked about the word of God. But what one important thing is to make sure that you have your sword with you. And that is the word. So make sure you pack that in your bag also.
1: Right. Right. So <laughs> I actually encourage people yeah. when I do this, I have a supply of Bibles. Um, they're actually right above my head. Yes. <laughs> I have. I have about ten Bibles that are ready to give out to others when the time comes. Mm. So I think that's good, like to have exactly a, a on your grab and go bag and to have a supply of Bibles to hand out when the day comes. You know, I think that's really exactly.
0: Good. Yeah. Exactly. That's great, Callie. That's great. And just like the word of God said that we are to write his word on our heart, because there is going to come a time that we're not going to be able to reach for that word. And, you know, we need to have it in our heart. So as you give out those Bibles, as you all read your word, you know, once you read the word of God, you have to remember one thing. It's the Holy Spirit. That regurgitates that word. Sometimes you'll read the word of God and you're like, oh my God, I forgot what mm-hmm. I read, or I don't even remember. Or it's like reading for me, reading um, the God. Oh God, I <laughs> the begot. So I begot this person. I got this, this person. But it all has a purpose, but that's why it's in the word. And in the time of need, when we need instructions or we need uh, direction, the Holy Spirit will bring that word up in you and you will remember it so you can govern yourself accordingly. So make sure you read your word, put your sword and your shield inside your bag. That's the first thing that should be in there. One for everybody. <laughs> Amen. Cause he can supply just like God um supplied water out of a rock. You know, we, we, our goal, our mission is to, be prepared, but we don't know what might happen. We might be all totally prepared and something happened and we have to take food and we might be, well, we can't get our bag. So that's where the dependence on God comes all the time because he can, he, he can rain manna from heaven and he can bring water from a rock because he is just that right. awesome. He is just that awesome. That's exactly yes, right. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but we I are actually, prepared, and go to prepare this piece. Everybody, use the promo code SaveNews to get ten percent off. And thank you for doing this for our audience. I don't receive anything from this. This is just uh, a blessing that she is giving to you. Um, so take the opportunity to get ten percent off the book and the course. If you have, uh, if you're the minister of the church, get your church. Um, or if you belong to a church, bring your church to the site and, and encourage them to use the course. Um, 10% if you use the code, save, new, and, and that's to us. It is a blessing to everyone. I really, We really appreciate you coming on. And um, is there anything we fit that Callie, Callie has been so thorough. I tell you, you know, I'm hot in the in the background. And Callie is bringing forth this um, wonderful interview. So is there anything that you would like to um, share that we might have neglected to ask you?
2: I totally loved being with you. Yeah,
1: I think we covered it
2: all. I think so. I do have one final thing. Well, we we Go ahead. I had a dream recently. And the ceiling was like just about to crumble. And the Lord said, you know, I knew all these things had to happen quickly in order for it to be repaired and not all crumble in. But the Lord said, he said, I know the plans I have for you. And it was just like, you know what, even if the oh. roof even if it doesn't go the way you want, even if it doesn't look like you think it should, I know the plans I have for you. and. There's just such comfort in that. He knows the plans that he has for us, plans for good, plans not to harm us, but to prosper us. And he knows we can trust him. So thank you very much for letting me talk awesome. today.
1: Well, thank you for being with us. Well, thank
2: I'm really you. I'm well, that, thank you for being with us. Yeah,
1: I'm hoping to hear back from listeners that they got their churches involved in this and they did your study and they were... Filling buckets and you know doing other things. I'm really hoping to hear these testimonies.
2: <laughs> I would be happy to help. Yeah,
1: it's great. Yes.
0: All right. Well, everyone, we thank you so much for inviting us into your home. And um, one thing that you know, again, go to preparedness piece. Um, website and use promo code Save News and get 10% off purchase. We ask you to continue to follow us now um, and you can watch us on Roku. One thing also, the show will be on radio today, Save News at 5 o'clock. It'll also be on all of our social media outlets um and of course you will be able to watch it on roku All you know i'm always busy doing things and um have a new surprise for you so now we have podcasts if you're on spotify you can download um save news um we're on several platforms um, for podcasts we only do the audio for um the podcast because i want to eat up your storage on your phones Mm -hmm. (laughs) and your devices but you can listen to this show on the podcast later today it will be uploaded there along with the here and as always we are always praying for you and all the prayer requests that we received you definitely know that we are lift you up before the lord and god is definitely in control and we pray for everyone make sure you tune in to roku uh look for save news tv it should be up in a few hours and it will be there also Um, as we pray for everyone we have received so many people that are going through um through situations at this time. And as I stated, we pray, Callie, pray for you. The team pray for you. um, And your prayer requests are kept confidential. We've received so many prayer requests that I decided to set up a special um, email um, address for you to send your prayer requests. Your prayer requests are kept confidential just send it to um, pray for me at savenews.com and we will lift you up before the Lord if you are a prayer warrior and you're interested in helping us pray for um, the prayer request that we get in make sure that you also send us an email there pray for me at savenews.com And it's important to understand if you cannot keep things confidential, please do not send me an email saying you want to be a prayer warrior. This is very serious. We are praying for the children of God. God is very definite, very serious about his children. We do not play with the children of God. We know that God loves his children. And we want to make sure that when we lift someone up before the Lord, when they send in an email to us asking us to pray for them, that they can rest assured that their business is not spread in the street. So we want to make sure that um, that is done. So again, send your prayer request to pray for me at savednews.com. Callie, do you have anything else?
1: No, that's it
0: all right everyone again we thank you for joining us and inviting us into your homes because you do not have to remember to do all the YouTube um social media things like subscribe and share 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 this video all righty then
1: we're out bye everybody